Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza. Shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The opinions, language, and discussion expressed in Disability After Dark may be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Do you want to keep the conversation lit around sex and disability? Want to spark a conversation about something you heard on the show? Feel like shining some light on an issue that I haven't even thought of? You can do all that and get the inside scoop on what happens in my brain after dark by following me on Twitter at Andrew Gerza. That's A-N-D-R-E-W-G-U-R-Z-A. And be sure to use the hashtag DisabilityAfterDark all over your social media so we can shine light on sex and disability together. My name's Andrew Gerza, and I will be your scintillating, sexy host as we light up the conversation on sex and disability like never before, right here on Disability After Dark. Hey guys, thanks so much for clicking on episode 7 of Disability After Dark. I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited that you want to keep the conversation of sex and disability ablaze. I'm excited that you want to shed some light around this topic with me. And we have a great episode to do that today. One of the things I love around the work that I do is I get to constantly dismantle the mythology around sexuality and disability. And I get to deconstruct everything we think we know about sex and disability. And I'm not always right. And I don't don't speak for everyone with a disability. But I like that I can use my experience to give individuals some real world thoughts around the mythology and show them that the mythology isn't necessarily right. And we've we've tackled some mythology already on the show, and I wanted to tackle some more today. I have a myth that I've been toying with and thinking about for the last little while that I wanted to share with you. And so let me share with you what the myth is right now. This particular myth around sex and disability is almost as prevalent as the question, can you have sex if you have a disability, which we talked about in a previous episode. This is one that comes up when we start talking about the mechanics of sex and disability and how sex and disability would work and the, the the possibilities and the considerations and all that stuff. When people start thinking about the reality of sexuality mixed with disability, this is a big fear and question that often comes to their mind. And I wanted to debunk and discuss more openly and go deep into this discussion because oftentimes when I bring it up, it's a very quick people give me this people give me this answer all the time when I'm in lectures. They tell me it all the time when I ask, you know, what do you think about sex and disability, tell me about the mythology. This is literally the second or third answer that comes up all the time, and I wanted to kind of explore that more and talk about it from my experience and talk about why I think that is totally a myth. This myth is centered around the idea that you can't have sex with me as a disabled man because you will hurt me. You'll cause me some kind of discomfort and some kind of pain, and therefore we can't have sex. There's a very specific fear that when it comes to people with disabilities, you can't touch them, you can't move them, you can't do anything with them that is anything more than a pat on the head or a pat on the shoulder or any kind of light touching because you might break them. There have been so, so many times where I've gone to make out with a guy and they're not sure what to do and they're not sure how to touch me and I'll go to grab them pretty firmly because I'm a very aggressive kisser. Take note, lovers. Very aggressive kisser. You heard me. Um, And so I'll go to grab them pretty firmly because I I love that shit. Uh, And they will kind of like slowly touch my arm. And it's really, 
I've seen them do it so many times. I've had a number of hookups or sexual encounters where um, I'm trying to make it sound sexy, but they've hooked up with a bunch of people where they don't know how to touch you because they, they're really afraid that somehow by touching you, you're going to break and it's, you're going to shatter in a thousand pieces and they shouldn't touch you at all. It's like they don't, they're just not sure what to do. So they'll lightly touch me and I'll have to be like, no, grab me harder. It's okay. I like being firmly grabbed. And I, we'll talk about why I like that and other people with disabilities might enjoy that in a minute. But I just have so many people who don't know how to properly touch me. And it happens in other settings too, not just sexually, where you're out um, at an event, I'm a speaker, so I do a lot of talks. And when I, you know, professionally, when you go out and you meet somebody, the first thing you do is shake their hand. Typically what happens is I'll go to shake their hand like everybody else, and they will softly and meekly grab my finger and be like, oh, there you go. And it's like, what did you think was going to happen if you grabbed my hand? Did you think that by touching me, somehow your gargantuan able-bodied strength is going to break me or something? It's just really funny to watch people do it. And I know they don't mean it, but to as a disabled person to watch that happening, especially in a sexual context, is like, oh man, what do you think is gonna? What do you think we're gonna do here? Like, we we can get a bit, we can get a bit rougher than like a gentle angelic pat on the head. Like, I'm not a cherubic being that's going to break. And if I do have brittle bone issues or disability issues that require you to be softer, I'll tell you that. But you shouldn't assume that I'm gonna break it the minute you see me, especially if I want to put your dick in my mouth or vice versa, or you want to get naked or smush bits together so we you know don't assume that we're all gonna shatter into a thousand pieces i think part of the reason why people do this and why people act really strange when it comes to touching us is because they don't want to they don't want to hurt us they don't want to be the one person that hurt the disabled guy and they, they there is this unconscious belief and feeling whether you have vocalized it or not this feeling that i am that i'm innocent and i'm good and therefore I can't be tarnished if you fuck me really hard or if you grab me really hard to make out or if you do anything to me, you can't tarnish that or something. And I say, let's fuck that that idea and turn that shit on its head and grab me hard. And if I say, ow, then you'll stop. Otherwise, keep going. I also feel that this, is, this worry that you're going to hurt me so much stems from the fact that you think our bodies, the disabled body, whether you realize it or not, and I don't think this is a conscious thought a lot of the time but you believe that our bodies my disabled body and your able body are so so diametrically opposed to one another and so different and so alien from one another that if you touch me that somehow you're going to be doing all this wrong and it's just too different for you and if you touch my body and you hurt me in some way then you will have broken the alien um, and I don't think, again, I don't think this is a conscious belief that people have, but it does sometimes feel that way when people don't know how to touch you or don't know how to engage in something a little bit rougher than a light, light pat on the head or a light, light hug. When I, sometimes when people hug me, just to, even just in passing as friends, whether they meet you or not, it's very light. And it's, I, I'm a, I, I am a grabber, especially when I'm making out with somebody. I grab them everywhere because I like I'm very tactile very very tactile in the kind of sex that I have so I like kind of being not rough but being very firm in my in my touch and how I how I how I sexualize touch and so that's what I want a partner to do to me and sometimes uh, that doesn't happen and it's just like well do, what do you think is going to happen if we if if you did hurt me what would happen I'd say ow and you'd stop I, my body is not 
that's so far gone from yours that I won't feel pain and communicate that to you. And it's okay that you tried. And if you if I don't like it, I will tell you, as anybody with a disability or not would tell you, to please stop. And if you really think, because I'm disabled, I can't withstand pain, I'm here to tell you that you are so, so very wrong. So, so wrong. People with disabilities have been dealing with pain and different ways to manage pain and different types of pain and different ways the pain feels when we're dealing with it for most of our lives. The disabled body has been put through the ringer when it comes to pain. We've been poked, prodded, tested, contorted, turned around. We've been physioed and therapized and all these things with our bodies since we were young. I can't even tell you how many doctor's offices I've been in where they made me do things that I absolutely hated. But I grew a tolerance for it. I now know how to sit in a butterfly position, which I cannot do anymore, but when I was younger I could. They would make me sit in these horrible positions and I hated it. And they made me do these horrible things with my legs and my arms and I hated it. But I learned how to grow a tolerance and my muscles tend to be a little bit tight. So when I'm doing simple things like putting on pants or putting on a shirt, there's a lot of movements that I don't necessarily enjoy, but I tolerate. And so I think you come to understand pain as a part of your experience and you don't really dislike it because it's just part of it. You just kind of get used to it and move on. I feel like in parts of sex and sexuality, that would also be very true. And that idea of you don't necessarily enjoy every single part of it all of the time. Not that it's a bad feeling, but there are, I'm sure there are moments in sex, and I know there are moments in sex, that don't often feel the greatest, but it's means to an, to an end and you kind of just, you, give, you grin and bear it. I'm not saying, again, not saying that the sex is necessarily bad. I'm just saying that these particular motions with pain and, and hurting aren't, they happen pretty regularly, and I'll talk about that more. There is more to come right here on Disability After Dark. Hello, I'm Mandy Ree, and you're listening to Disability After Dark, the podcast that shines light on sex and disability. So we're talking about pain, and we're talking about how there's a mythology that sex and disability, you can't have sex with me because oh, you might hurt me. Now, I understand where this comes from, but I think... It's a little bit of hooey, and I think it's really based around fear, and I'm here to dispel some of those myths. So we last talked about, before the little ad interlude there, we talked about how, you know, pain and sex, it happens kind of to everybody. It's not something that only happens to people with disabilities, they get hurt during sex. How many times have you seen, like, shows where somebody breaks their penis, or somebody gets... I've seen TV shows and seen, seen documentaries where somebody has does something stupid during sex and gets super hurt and they were totally able-bodied and there was no there was no disability to make that hurt happen to them it just did happen so the fact that we place so much risk on people with disabilities when it comes to pain is really really problematic and kind of ableist i believe let me make clear that if you are interested in somebody or 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 sexually active with somebody who does have pain issues around disability and who does have issues around pain and, and breaking things and things like that, that needs to be a discussion. I'm not saying that somebody who has pain issues, you should just power on through without checking with them. You should make sure to check with them to make sure that they're okay and that it's comfortable and that it works for them and they're happy. Um, but you shouldn't assume that every single one of us deals with debilitating pain because that's just not true. And it's a really big mythology that we come when we think about disability and that stops us from engaging in 
sex and disability, which is the best sex you will ever have. I guess what I'm driving at here is that disabled people are strong motherfuckers. We know pain, we know what that feels like, and we know how to take it. And it's okay, and we can certainly work around it with you, but we're not... We're, we're strong-ass motherfuckers, and we know how to take the pain. It's alright, and if it hurts a lot, we'll say stop, and that's it. Let's just for a minute, as you're listening to me tell you this, just close your eyes for a second, and I want you to consider the act of sex. The physical act of having sex, just as it is. Don't think about disability, don't think about extra extraneous things. Think about just the physical act of smooshing, smooshing your bits together. When I, was, when I was typing this out for my notes, I wasn't sure how I was going to say the word smooshing, but I want you to think about smashing and smooshing your bits together at high velocities, sometimes really fast, jarring speeds to get the, the desired effect from your partner. You, you, sometimes it has to be really quick. Um, jackhammer even, although I hope people don't start at jackhammer. I hope they start a little bit slower. I do. Um, we've all heard in life and, and in porn and in all these different mediums what the sound of fucking sounds like when our pelvic bones crash into one another. It sounds like it would hurt a little bit, okay? I'm not saying it's not pleasurable. I'm not saying it doesn't feel good. But I... But I, having, you know, fucked people, I've never bought it myself. That's a whole other episode that I'll get into later. But having that connection with somebody, I, I, I'm pretty sure that we are supposed to, as sexual beings, expect a little bit of pain there. It, does, it doesn't, sex does not ever, has never sounded, and has never been for me, and for many others, I'm sure, whether you're disabled or not, it's not a pain-free experience. I don't think pain is something that is never present when we talk about sex. So when we apply so much concern to pain around sex and disability, I see that as a bit of a problem. My goal with this program, as you know, is to go deep into discussions of sex and disability. Go deep. Can we seriously start hashtagging go deep into disability as part of this? Please, so if you're listening, hashtag that right now. Uh, and tweet me at Andrew Gerza on Twitter. Um, but I, my goal is to go deep with these discussions and really bring them home and go and talk about real things and bring out real issues around sexuality and disability. That's my goal. So in looking at this question and this concern by a lot of people and this mythology around, oh my God, I can't have sex with you because I will hurt you. Most definitely I'll hurt you. I want to talk about what kind of, what do you think is going to happen and what are you so scared of when it comes to hurt and what does that mean for you? And I want to go over what I think it means and why I think we think as a society it's so scary when it comes to pain, disability, and sex. I think people are mostly afraid of hurting somebody physically and breaking a bone and being the cause of somebody with a disability being further, further, quote, deformed or damaged. And there's a, there's a worry that they... If they were to break them, there would be all this issues around it. First of all, you should know in so many ways, as a disabled person, and I say this with with a badge of honor, I am broken in so many other ways. So if you were to nick me a little bit, I would I would survive. I'd be okay. I have so many other scars that that are so much less fun than being fucked until a bone broken. I'm sure I would figure it out. It would be okay. Of course, side note, I should just preface this by saying the goal of sex with any of us is to not try to break a bone. Don't try, but I'm saying 
I have been poked and prodded and hurt in so many other ways. If you broke something because we had sex, great sex, I'd probably see it as a badge of honor. One of the other reasons I think we fall back on that worry about pain around disabled people and hurting a disabled person during sex is that we are we are afraid that people will see an able-bodied person having sex with a disabled person or see them in a relationship where they are sexually active and people will assume that you being able-bodied are taking advantage of me and so they don't want to be viewed let's say that something did break they don't want to go in the hospital and see the doctors there and see the people there with you and me there and then they ask us what happened and then you said oh I hurt him or them during sex um, and they don't you don't they don't want the stigma of people thinking that you the able-bodied person did this to me and blah blah you're, you're concerned about how that would look from a societal level so you'd rather just say oh I can't have sex with you because it hurt you and that's an easy way to deflect even even considering what that means and considering what the experience could be like because you don't want to be seen differently in a societal in a societal context when people tend to think about sex and disability and having sex with a disabled person I think part of the reason why they fall back on that mythology of pain is that they start to realize for the first time ever especially when the idea of sex and disability is on the table and I am very forthcoming about suggesting that I have sex with a lot of people because I'm a big flirt but when they start to think about that reality what hits them is the is the um, inherent power structure regarding able-bodied and disabled. They start realizing that there's a there's a definite power stricture between able-bodied and disabled. This is the power stricture that we Crips are constantly and consistently reminded of everywhere we look. We know very full well what the power structure is, and we know that we are more vulnerable physically than an able-bodied person. We know all this. These are power dynamics that we've been playing with and working with most of our lives. So for you to be scared that all of a sudden you realize you're able and I'm not, especially when it comes to sex, trust me, I know that already. I know what that's like. I know what that looks like. And I want to play with that a little bit. I want to take that and turn it on its head and make that something we can explore together and see how that fits in a different context and see how we can turn that around. In the interest of going deeper into this conversation, I will also venture that I think you're afraid of more than just physical pain. I think you're afraid of causing me, as a disabled person, emotional damage. And you're afraid that if you say, oh, all I want to do is fuck you for tonight, or I just want to spend the night with you or spend a couple hours with you, that I'm somehow going to take it really, really hard when you don't return or don't want to continue sexually. And... and in part, that's not wrong. There are many ways that emotionally sex and disability is somewhat different, and I can talk about that in an upcoming episode as well. But I think you need to realize that sometimes I, as a disabled man, as a disabled person, want to just fuck and get my rocks off and enjoy myself. So if we're deciding that it's a one-time thing and that's all we're doing, I have to be okay with that. And yes, there are emotionalities that come with that experience, but... I can take it. I can handle the one-nighter. You're not going to emotionally break me if I don't see you again. If because you we decide that it's a one-nighter and it's not going to it's not going to continue, you know what? That's okay. Now, I personally would like there to always be more. I'm a hopeless romantic and I would love for things to always transpire. I basically have Beauty and the Beast running in my head the whole time. But 
If it doesn't, I'll be okay. You won't end my life because you decided that we're going to have a one-nighter. And I think the people are really, really afraid to to say, you know, I don't really want to, I don't know if I want to spend more time with you than just right now. Um, and so I think they're afraid that I'm going to be some emotionally damaged mess uh, if, you, if we decide that it's a one-time deal. Hey guys, as you're listening to the show, why don't you pop on over to my brand new shiny website, andrewgerza.com. It's not quite ready, but if you head over there right now, you can sign up to be one of the first to find out what I'm doing around sex and disability. Stay tuned, guys. There is one particular part of this equation that people tend to forget about. They don't really think about this aspect of it when we talk about sexuality and disability, and we talk about these things around pain. They don't think and realize that there may be more to it. Nobody considers the reality or the truth of the matter that some people with disabilities, myself included, like pain and want, in a sense, to be heard and want to feel that pain and like that, that idea of not being really, really, really hurt, but in, we enjoy pain a little bit. Pain's okay. And being a bit rough sexually for some of us is all right. Now, there needs to be proper discussions around consent and what's okay and what's not okay, but some of us, myself included again, cough, cough, like pain. For myself, when it comes to issues of pain and domination and power in terms of disability, that's something that I've always been fascinated by. I've always enjoyed the idea of power and pain when it comes to my disability, and I think there's a reason directly related to my disability why that is the case. My level of disability requires that I have help from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. It doesn't mean that I'm with somebody 24 hours a day. Some of us are, but I'm not. But for all the major events in my life, getting up, having a shower, um, going to the bathroom, I need somebody to assist me. And typically, the way that's done is that through very gentle care through the care system. So they don't, there's, the way that I'm touched is very, very clinical. The way that I'm touched is very, very passive and very, very job-like. I'm coming here to do my job. This is my job. I'm going to touch you this way and then we're done. And you kind of get used to that way of life and you kind of get used to being treated and handled that way. And it's very, it becomes routine, this idea of being touched that way and being felt that way and being, being managed that way. That's, that's, what you become to understand is your reality. So when I get the chance to explore another side of myself and another side of myself that, that is kinky and that, that looks at power play and pain as something to be sexualized and the ways that I am touched differently that, it, that are different, I eat that shit up. I love that kinky stuff. I love all that stuff. And it's not to be to sound like I'm, I'm totally kinkster. I mean, I am. But what I'm saying is I like the difference because of the way my body is is touched on a daily basis. This this complete 180 of difference of touch and feeling and kink and power and domination and play, I, I love it. I think it's so, so important to my sexual psyche as a person with disabilities. I'm sure you guys can tell from looking at my Twitter feed and any of my posts on social media that I like to push the boundaries. I consider myself a provocateur with disabilities. I really like to play with boundaries and I like to play with what you think I can do. I love to play with the idea of disability and the idea of the poor, sad, invalid cripple and play with that idea and twist that around and morph that into something completely different. And my sexual relationships with people and my sexual relationship with myself is a place where I can really 
do that and really explore. There are moments where I really enjoy being dominant and there are moments where I really enjoy taking control and telling somebody with my voice and with my body as best I can that I want you to do this. This is what I want from you and this is what you're going to do. And it's totally in a consensual and playful manner, but it's nice to explore that different side of myself and see that even with a disability, I can take control here. And it's really, really important for me to know that I can do that if I want to and then that's okay. I like kind of blowing the idea of passivity and people with disabilities out of the water. And so when I'm in bed with somebody, that's something that I aim to do. And I like to, I just love playing with that and turning all of that stuff on its head, turning all of those that mythology right around and saying, look what I can do. Look, I've taken control here and I can't even walk. Awesome. Deal with it. Um, and I just love playing with that. I love being really, really aggressive in that sense. I love exploring different sensations that my body isn't usually privy to. I like things like nipple biting and like, I like, I just like the firmness of it. There's something for me that with that little bit of pain and the firmness, it feels, it just feels really good for me. It feels good. Some people might not like it, but I like exploring all that. And if some pain comes from that, I'm okay. So to think that you can't engage in that with somebody with a disability is totally not true. You could, you just have to have a discussion about what their actual limits are and what their disability will allow them to do and what their disability won't allow them to do. And I think you would be surprised to find that many of us can tolerate, like I said before, can tolerate a bunch of pain in a really fun, controlled, sexy kind of way. And we need to start looking at that as an option as opposed to being so worried that we might hurt somebody all the time. Like I've said, living in the disabled world, you are often managed with kid gloves. You're managed with this really, really, this really childlike infantilization of who you are. Whether people realize they're doing it or not, it often happens the way that we are handled and managed in, in care systems and in professional settings. And even by people that we care about, we're managed in very particular kind of ways. So I want somebody to take off their kid gloves or put them on to do something really dirty. I want the gloves to come off and I want the realness to happen. And if you're gonna put gloves on, I want it to be because we're gonna play with something really, really kinky. There's another part of this, ooh, I can't have sex with you or engage in a relationship with you because you're disabled and I might hurt you kind of mythology that I wanna explore. And I think it's important that we talk about it and it mostly kind of stems from our emotional place. And I wanna, I wanna talk about that now. In many ways, as a disabled person, I kind of hope that you do hurt me emotionally in a small way, if you do at all. I'm kind of ready for that. I want to be hurt. I want to experience what that hurt feels like and what that means for me as a disabled person. I want to experience that because, like I said, we are so often managed in every aspect of our lives through kid gloves and through this really, really really, really myopic lens of disability and, and sexuality, if we're even, if sexuality is even considered, it's very, very myopic and very unrealistic. And so the minute anybody with a disability says, I'm going on a date, there's this like, ooh, you're going on a date, you're going to find true love. And it's like, well, no, maybe not. I, I kind of crave emotional hurt because I want to know what that feels like. I want to know that I was an asshole to somebody or they were an asshole to me. I want to know what all that feels like. I want to go through all of the motions of a relationship with somebody and I want to really be hurt that way. 
if I'm being honest, I haven't been hurt that way. I've been hurt by myself wishing that I could be hurt that way and wishing things would progress to a place where I would have my first breakup and I would have, you know, my first big fight with somebody and I would have all these things. And actually, it's something that I really, truly, oddly enough, I look forward to that pain. I'm excited for that pain because it means that, for me, I consider it a rite of passage. I consider it a badge of honor. I consider it something really, really crucial to my development as a disabled sexual being that I got to, yeah, I got to experience a breakup. I got to experience being dumped. I got to experience dumping somebody. I got to experience all these things that I I think people are really, really afraid to do that. And they're really, really afraid to go there with me. I mean, I haven't even gone on proper dates, which I'll get to in another episode. But I mean, I really want to go through all of that with somebody and I want to know what that feels like and what that means and how that manifests and what that looks like so that when I'm drinking beers or I don't drink beers but if I was to if I was to drink beers with friends we're hanging out at some place I can say oh yeah man this happened I want there's something that's really important to me when it comes to these kinds of hurts I think they're crucial in our development and so many people with disabilities are denied these experiences and I am actually really excited to have them. I really want to explore them and see what they feel like and talk about that kind of hurt. That kind of hurt, I think, is really, really important. And we, as people with disabilities, get protected from this hurt when we shouldn't be at all. We should be thrown to the wolves like everybody else. And instead of constantly hurting ourselves by wishing that we could be in relationships, I want to be hurt because a relationship dissolved. I want to be hurt basically like... A Taylor Swift song is what I want. I want I want to have an experience like a Taylor Swift song. Um, and I want to know what that feels like. And I want to be able to say, yeah, that happened to me. And it was a, a good moment in my life. As opposed to me wishing that I could have these moments and not getting them. That hurts more than if I could just get hurt by somebody or be the one who hurt somebody. I want to try all that. I haven't yet. That kind of pain is important to me. And I want to I want to explore that more. So, things you should learn from this episode, telling me that you can't have sex things because, oops, you might hurt me, that's a myth and a cop-out, and you should know that we are strong motherfuckers who can take a lot of pain, and if you're lucky, you might realize that we might actually like it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast to shine a bright light on sex and disability. Copyright notice. The Disability After Dark podcast, including title graphic, content, interview recordings, and title music produced and recorded by Chris Ujiuchi are property of Andrew Gerza. This podcast cannot be reproduced without permission from the owner. Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza. Shining a bright light on sex and disability. Disability.